welcome to episode 46 of The Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCblog.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you. What a fine denouement at the end there. Marvellous. Um, obviously in celebration that uh, our wonderful club is 109 years old today. Happy birthday, Chelsea. And so, on Saturday evening, Stamford Bridge was filled with a joyous chorus referencing Willian's summer travel arrangements and subsequent diversion, along with the familiar but no less wonderful sound of the wheels falling off Spurs' clown car in spectacular fashion. In terms of winding up the angry folk of N17, it had everything. European Cup flags, perceived refereeing injustices, and the kind of defending that would make the average Sunday morning player on Hackney Marshes look like Franco Baresi in his pomp. Joining me, Deck Iser, or Johnny as I'm otherwise known, to spend much of the next hour laughing at Spurs. A fitting way to celebrate the club's 109th birthday. Now, Mark25, who is Mark. Hello there. Dr. Blue Bayou, who is Donal. Good evening. And Grocer Jack, who is Tony. Bonsoir. And so to Spurs. So much to say, such a high probability of injuring oneself through excessive laughter. Mark, you were there. Kick us off. Thanks very much. Yeah, I was there. Actually, um, I didn't realise you just mentioned it, that it was our 109th birthday, which is quite impressive. I'm just trying to think if I can remember any of the um, team. I know in goal was Fatty Folks, and, and up front was Samuel Eto'o, but I don't know any of the other names. <laughs> He's looking, he's looking good, though, isn't he? He's, the old fellas, he's not, not bad for an old one, as they say. I must say, he's a very good actor. The way he bent over that corner flag, he really did look old. It, it, mm. was, it was impressive. It, it's, it's a shame that the Academy have just handed out, handed out their gongs for the year, because otherwise he would have been well in with the chance, I would have said. Because it is his birthday today as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. No, Sam Lettu <clears throat> shares a birthday with Chelsea, which is most so fitting. That happy birthday at the beginning was for him as well. Of course, of course. 33 or, well, whatever, whatever you yeah. choose to believe. <laughs> Yeah, so on to the game. I mean, um, the atmosphere, you know, before kickoff was um, better than usual. You, you could tell it was going to be an exciting game. Everybody was up for it. I think 5.30 and the drink. three hours extra drinking time probably had something to do with that. It always helps. It always um, helps. And uh, it was an exciting game. I mean, the first half uh, was very, very tight, um, but I always felt confident that we'd beat them. And uh, second half, after Jose made his change to bring on Oscar for young Frank, um, we seemed to be pushing a bit higher up the pitch. Mm. And then um, Spurs made their first calamitous mistake. And, and, and making one mistake, I guess you could say maybe is a fluke. I mean, these things happen. Um, making two mistakes is probably a coincidence. But I think making three mistakes is confirmation that you are a bunch of clowns. <laughs> Four mistake, I mean, just absolutely seals it. And I don't think I've ever seen a game with such calamitous mistakes, one after another. You, I mean, you, the first one, um, the Tongan, I don't know what he was doing at left-back anyway. I thought he was a centre-back. No, they I, do I play him, so. They do play him at full Do they? OK, well, that took, that took me by surprise anyway. He's a bit big to play at um, a back. And, and probably his size meant that he couldn't turn very quickly and he just fell over. And then um, deciding to fall over, rather than kick it out, he thought, well, let's just play it back into the path of Etu, who managed to put it through the goalkeeper's legs. And just after that, I mean, you know, they're Sandro falling over for no apparent reason in the box. And then the fourth one was just completely unbelievable. I mean, it was just hysterical. Um, and um, I think the reaction of their manager, Tim Sherwood, after the game who I think really, at that point, was beginning to despise his players, almost to the levels that we despise them. I thought it was, it, <laughs> all in all, it was a glorious afternoon. And um, it has further cemented our position at the top and making us look more and more strong for the title, I think. That's a, a very good point. Um, yeah, I, I must admit, the, the first half, I think... Checks saved from it was Sandro, wasn't it? He saved from yeah, fantastic, um, which was a, a great stop and and the best chance of the half. And I think if if we're being entirely fair, I mean we're going to laugh at them enough, so we may as well be a little bit 
reasonable, should we say. Um, they probably just about edged the first half, albeit they didn't really do a huge amount with, with the possession. Um, yeah, it, it was... It was just it was it was comedic the way they they just fell to bits. I mean, I, I think obviously the sending off didn't really do them any favours. Um, and again, obviously, very very enjoyable for the fact it was probably a little harsh. Um, and thereafter, I think it just, Dawson got injured, didn't he? And thereafter, it, it just went horribly wrong. And um, you know, the, the fire drill kicked off at what sort of 80 odd minutes and um i think by the final whistle there were more spurs fans on the victoria line heading north than um, than there were anywhere near sw6 which is um, it's most enjoyable i think um it um i think for for tonga in particular it, it was most enjoyable to see him on his ass because i think he'd had a bit of a dig in the week and you know said how Spurs were going to show Chelsea what they were made of and so forth and it appeared to be sort of well you know clown car stuff and you should have bought the bus and parked it again I thought personally but um, but anyway Donal over to you you have um, any number of um, <coughs> North London um, North London fanatics in your in your family um, do, do do tell how um, how the, the last couple of days have been um well, obviously, on, on Saturday evening, I couldn't see the game. I listened to the first half on the radio, and their the summary was similar to yours, you know, that Spurs, people had expected them to park the bus, but they, in fact, they probably, not dominated, but edged it in midfield. Mm. And I, I sensed that maybe Frank was struggling from what they, not not that they said it, but from the way they were talking about the midfield and, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, he, he he did struggle a wee bit, I have to say, and it's it's just sorry to interject, but it's no, no, it's it's a tricky one because obviously we all know what Frank can do and, and what he's what he's capable of. But if he's out for any length of time, as as he has been, he was you know out for a couple of weeks. Mm. It takes him a while to play himself in, and obviously he's not going to get as many chances nowadays. So yeah. it's a bit of, for me, it's a bit of a catch twenty two. But but carry on. So. Um, Obviously, it got to half time, and then I had to sort of switch off as I arrived at the uh, at the venue or the pub, anyway. And um, I sort of determined to try and ignore it because obviously we were spending a, an evening celebrating my sister's birthday. Um, I then had a quick look as we got from the pub to the restaurant. It was two nil, so that meant I could relax because mm. I thought two nil were probably okay, and. Um, not much more was said, and then one of my other sisters pointed out that it was in fact four nil much later on. I, I think there was <clears throat> there'd been a sort of general agreement that we wouldn't, no matter what was <laughs> happening, really refer to the football because there were mm. quite a few people there who had no interest in football, and uh, the rest of us Poor decided they would fools. It would only ruin the evening. But I mean, there are you know at least half a dozen people of my acquaintance who are, no, more than that, who are Tottenham fans who I will be seeing over the next few weeks. But sadly... Are those, are those the ones who have no interest in football? No, no, these are... We're here all week. Um, unlike a lot of people, and I tend... I, I mean, I've got friends of, of various, uh, you know, support various teams. I tend not to... Um, overdo it really or in some ways I, I always feel I'm going to put a bock on us if I if, if I start giving people stick so it's only if I'm set upon by anyone that I would respond mm. otherwise I tend to um, I, I, I suppose in my dotage now I, I just I tend to try and just enjoy Chelsea's success and not um, meditate too much on the discomfiture of others because I just I I feel that there is some yin to my yang or whatever the hell it is, and that somewhere in a parallel universe uh, I'm being tortured to death by lots of people if I <laughs> if I start picking on on people. So yeah, I, I I enjoy the win and I enjoy winning London derbies, and obviously it means that I can wander through my world without being set upon by crowing. Uh, Tottenham fans or Arsenal fans or whatever, mm. but I, I tend to, I tend not to to go for the, uh, the juggler too much. So yes, we passed a very civilized evening, 
um, with me probably doing my best to try and not look either one bothered or two smug. And of course, <laughs> in reality, I was very much both. For, yes, so. indeed, indeed. But I have to say, I was surprised when I saw the highlights. I couldn't believe we didn't. Obviously, we did win the game. Some of these things came out of pressure and so on and so forth. But it, I didn't fully appreciate until I saw the highlights how much they handed us the game rather than we had to wrest it from them. Mm. There have been games where we've done an awful lot more and not got anything out of it, um, whereas they just... Um, yeah, I mean, to, to see so many mistakes in one game was was uh, madness. I, I, I think they were unlucky with the red card, but, you know, there's not much we can do about that. I, I, there wasn't a lot of appealing went on from what I could see. I, no. There wasn't a lot of surrounding the ref and waving of hands or anything like that. He, he just immediately decided to send him off. Um, mm. But, Which, well, yeah, we were a goal up by then, and I think in a tight game like that, I think the goal was probably going to be enough anyway. Mm. Which yeah, makes it makes it all the more amusing, frankly. But um, <laughs> it's, um, I think, um, <laughs> so just, um, I, I'm, I'll, I mean, in my pantheon of hate, in my pantheon of hate, um, there are several teams, unlike quite a lot of Chelsea fans, there are, there are several teams that rank above, for historical and, and emotional reasons, who rank above Tottenham in my pantheon of, you know, hatred and despisement. Oh, okay. so, yeah. Noted. noted. Um, Tone, you were obviously um, otherwise engaged, but um, hopefully you've managed to catch up um, with the highlights and so forth. Um, uh, give us your thoughts, old chap. Uh, well, I, I actually caught up with the entire game yesterday. Oh, well done. Um, watched it from the beginning, um, you know, from the moment that uh, Soccer Saturday hands over to... Um, uh, do you know, the, the guy who's replaced Richard Keyes is so bland, I can't even think of his name. Um, but uh, to him and Jamie and uh, Glenn uh, in the studio. So I, w- I, I had a lovely afternoon yesterday sitting there watching that, as if um, as if it was just uh, like live, except I knew the results. It was even mm. sweeter. Um, and it allowed me to watch the game, I think, without the... Uh, the, the, the constant um, hand over the eyes moments of oh god you know we're just giving it away or we're doing this that and the other um, mm. it's, I was able to watch it with quite a, quite a, an objective eye I think in the fact that um, and, and a slightly more positive eye and uh, I thought you know as you said um, they, they were obviously um, a bit up for it in the first half and, and I thought it was fairly level if, if not a little dull um, it, it was a bit of a midfield scrap. Ultimately, there, there wasn't yeah. a whole lot of a whole lot of goal mouth action. There, there were chances at both ends. I mean, but, the, the, I the I hazard was, chance yeah. was probably our best. Um, I was intrigued by Mourinho's comments that, um, that they really didn't have anything to make us worry. That you know, fine, get on with it. You play your game, but if you're not going to do anything at the end of the uh, possession, then mm. right, great, you know. So, um, and you almost get the impression now that with the you know the, the mistakes, and I mean, but you have to work those teams into those mistakes. I think, you know, mm, I, think, yeah. I think it's not just them sort of uh, turning up. You know, having had fifteen pints of Doombar the night before, uh, and, and not really being asked. I think you know that you put the pressure on, you force those errors. Uh, I, I'd argue that I think the, was it the last one with was it uh, Norton who did the, the just the most atrocious header back to Larice and sort of threw his hands up in the air as if to say well that was your fault keeper <laughs> you know, I've, I've headed it back 30 freaking yards to you I mean, a was, little uh, bit disingenuous of him yeah. I thought but, um, but, but, but it was interesting because I was actually in the pub on, on um, Saturday night with, with friends who were down and, and they're from you know deep sort of Crystal Palace country Mm. Uh, West Wickham, I think, which is not too far from you, I don't think. Yeah, yeah just uh, uh, And their their local pub is a shrine to everything Palace, you know. So I've been up there and you know had to do a last minute change out of a Chelsea polo shirt, um, you know, just to make sure that I didn't go around <laughs> upsetting the locals. It would have been a bit like the you know Jeremy Clarkson and that in America turning up in you know in redneck country mm. um, proclaiming the delights of man love and things. Um, but uh, uh, we were. It, sort of walking down to the pub or I was hobbling because I've been suffering from gout and uh, it, I, I, there's no way I'm sort of minded of that Rodney Bewes um, James Bolan Lightly Lads adventure where you didn't want to know the score 
yeah, and, mm-hmm. and yep, how yep. difficult it was back in the days of no mobile phones, no internet or anything like that, just to not find out a score. It's fucking impossible now, because well, for whatever reason, my phone, one of my phones has a habit of just basically throwing headlines at me, and I don't, no idea how to turn it off. I work in this, so I suddenly get this, bing, oh, I look at my phone, what's it? Oh, 4-0, great, so I knew that. Um, but my friends who, who I normally go with, they actually turned up the pub later on, and their, their first comment, surprising, was just how shocked they were by a Spurs body language. They said that you just you've never seen a team so kind of give up. They you know they they were kicking the ball into touch. You know just 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 the whole team. It did it did fall apart quite badly, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, um... and so when I watched it on the TV, you know you, you start looking and you're thinking there's something wrong, and people are sort of like shying away from saying it's anything to do with Tim Sherwood. It's all AVB's legacy and and that sort of stuff, but. You know, the guy's body language himself after the game, I think Mark pointed on it, you know, that he was in... He, he was obviously incredibly angry with his, his, his team and everything. He, he he looked like a man who put his finger through the toilet paper. Yes. If, if we're being entirely honest, yeah. he was, was not a happy chap. Yeah. But, uh, you know, without sort of harping too much on about, you know, Spurs misfortune, I'm a bit like Donal. I've got a couple of friends of mine who uh, are Spurs fans who are actually nice people, and I'm, I'm not the sort of person to gloat at them we might have a chat about it or whatever um, but there are one or two others who are really really going to get it you know <laughs> when I get back to work you know uh, because you know they are uh, you know nice people but horrible fans if you like mm. uh, I, I just want to say that I thought once again um, I, I you know I've been a bit of a critic of Oscar but I think he, he actually did make a big difference when he came on I think Frank was looking I think more often these days a, a little leggy. Yeah, uh, I think Oscar, Oscar was good. Oscar pulled himself back on yeah. uh, on Saturday. He was much better than he has been in um, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and, and I think possibly just that, that was it. Maybe just a bit of fatigue setting in or whatever for him. Uh, mm. But the the continual um, Eden Hazard and, and and whatever. But the player who's really really standing out for all the two players that are standing out for me at the moment. Oh, as who as a, as a right back seems to be a fantastic left back, uh, and and you wouldn't know that we were missing actually Colton anyway. Yeah, uh, and Nemanja Matic, who's um, look, looking He's rather impressive. made a big difference, isn't he? Indeed. So it's happy days. It's always good to beat Spurs. Um, I think now uh, I, I'd be less worried about the Liverpool game because I think that we can afford to lose one more game anyway. Uh, but the Arsenal game, I, I think that for me is the, the potential banana skin there. Well, I, I mean, it's we, we can we can come on to the, the title race a, a bit later on, but, but it's an interesting thought because I, I think Mourinho will have a plan for for Arsenal and Liverpool. There's no question about that. Um, but it, it's it's kind of you know ne- next weekend is Villa away, and that's that's it's not not been a fantastically happy hunting ground for us. No. In, in recent seasons, but um, but we'll, we'll get on to the, the title race in a little while. Um, we, we've sort of rambled seriously about the game and um, and those around us, but as, as Mark pointed out right at the beginning, the atmosphere was absolutely cracking and um, and not been that much fun in a long, long time. Um, obviously, the, the Willie Ann song heard heard the odd outing or two, um, and just the just the general after after the first half which was a little uneasy because I think you know uh, the day will eventually come where we will lose to those gits at home um, <laughs> and and it will be deeply deeply unpleasant um, mm. but once once the nerves are sort of dissipated a little bit because I, I have to say I, I veered from sort of supreme confidence before the game to absolute terror that today was going to be the day that it all came crashing down and it was it will be utterly ghastly um but um as as atmospheres go uh, actual proper singing at Stamford bridge which let's be truthful doesn't happen terribly often these days um and um a, a thoroughly good chuckle and um Etu's Etu's celebration was was an absolute stroke of genius and um just simply because he's stuck three past United, he's kicked off a, a fairly decent win against Spurs. He, he's he's rapidly becoming a bit of a cult hero, um, and um, it, it sort of I think it, it diffused the whole business of, of 
the Mourinho comments about his age and so forth it actually just sort of got rid of it quite nicely because it was all quite humorous everyone had a good chuckle and it's sort of forgotten about now no one's really particularly fussed about what Mourinho did or didn't say um and um yeah just a thoroughly enjoyable day all round um Mark your thoughts we've we've sort of We'll come on to Fulham in a little while, but um, our, our ability to perform in two halves of a game seems to be kind of getting further and further away. Um, I, th- I think there's a couple of people have noticed on Twitter and um, and elsewhere that you kind of don't want to start shouting, get so-and-so off, he's absolutely bloody awful, we've been terrible, because invariably it will come back and bite you on the backside when the, when the second half kicks off. Your, your thoughts about our, our ability to actually put... 90 coherent minutes together as opposed to just 45 um, I don't know if that's really the case actually that um, maybe they are 90 coherent minutes maybe, maybe when you're cooking a steak the first thing you do is lay it out on the wooden slab and beat it <laughs> and, and make it nice and tender you know, 45 minutes of tenderising soften it up a bit and then when you've done that you put it in the pan and and um, it's like a culinary half hour. Right. <laughs> um, so it's it's all part of the process. Maybe you, you may well be right. It's it's a, the first five forty five minutes. You have to spray on the um, WD forty before you can screw the nuts off. <laughs> <laughs> Apply the Vaseline and so forth. Yeah. Um, right. And I think I think their nuts came off. Quite easily in the second half, to be honest. <laughs> yes, there's certainly no question about that. Um, yeah, well, Tone, I'll, I'll hand over to you. Follow that. Um, <laughs> that's almost—it's almost impossible. But I do take your point, and it does seem like that. And it's a quite interesting um, little subtext of, of argument running around that on the blog um, after uh, Ahmed's latest um, report around. You know, uh, are we? You know, not, you constantly seem to hear it, don't you? This kind of you know, Chelsea weren't at their best. And I seem to see it's almost an echo of 2004, 2005, isn't it? Yeah, never playing at their best, but by God, they're getting results out. And, and if you look mm. at the coherent games and, and the way we're playing and the, the, the current track record um, that we've got in comparison to the utter bollocks that we were served up at times last year of tippy-tappy, 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 nothing happening... Um, stuff, uh, mm. and I, I find it quite interesting that we we seem to have we're not the blend isn't there. Mark alluded to this earlier in the in the year about this whole recipe of putting stuff together, and it's not quite there. But every now and then you get this beautiful souffle that comes out of uh, out of this stodge. Yeah, so one minute you've got this thick porridge-like frigging dough in there, like you know, you're, oh, turgidly working your way through it, and then you sort of you, you blink of an eye, and there is this beautifully light, fluffy, gorgeous thing with strawberries on the top, a, a sort of Chelsea pavlova of football, um, for you to delight on. Fulham was an example of that, wasn't it? I mean, that first half mm. against Fulham was just my God. You were sitting there, probably thinking. What, what what have I turned up at here? Is this you know what what is this strange game? Second off, and the very people who were baiting Sherla all of the way get him off. He's rubbish. The, the, you know the, they, they've never. Oh, come on, let's it. let's be fair. We all were really. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I quite like the guy. I think he's. Got, no, I do as well. He but reminds he had a, me of he had a shocker. He reminds me of Kalu, but he seems to have a little bit more about him in terms of intelligence and and you know perseverance. And uh, I was never a great fan of of Kalu. He was a, a, a decent bench player, and that was about it. But you know, to come out and score. A, a, a pretty special hat trick. Let's be fair. I mean, the first goal against Fulham was, was a marvellous header to just leave uh, Burns. I think it was the defender absolutely flat-footed and stone dead um, with a cool finish. And and, and I, I like it. I mean, we did the same against Everton. We were turgid first half, and then second half it was thrilling. You know, and then of course we get a 93rd minute winner. You know, uh, in added time caused by Everton's very own time wasting. My God, that's so sweet. It's just lovely. It's just, uh, you know, it's just. A- I mean, it's it, 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 it's. I, I take your point, and it, it, it's it's fabulous to see. And I mean, you know, obviously the Everton game was fantastically entertaining to watch it, but uh, or certainly watch watch the end result. Um, but my concern, if we start. Slowly and spend forty-five minutes finding our feet against Everton or Liverpool. Oh, yeah, I've got competition. Um, if we start like that against 
Arsenal and Liverpool, we're, we're going to find we could find ourselves two 0 down, and um, it's it's the proverbial mountain to climb. To, to yeah. use a Sky analogy, much like Manchester City in the FA Cup. It's well, I think, no, I think no, no not, the, not them losing in the FA Cup. I mean, when we played them, in when the we FA played, Cup, yeah, no, no, we absolutely, did not turn I think up and we were two 0 down, and, and even if we, even though we we, we seemed. Um, you know, I'm willing to to to, to stand up and, and and lift ourselves a little bit. Uh, it would have been too little, too late. And then, yeah. yeah. So I do take your point on that. Um, but for the, for the general part, I think you know whatever Mourinho's plan is. And I seem to remember we discussed it once before on here, even though we haven't been running since you know uh, you know we've only started in the last few years. Um, but Mourinho has this kind of resting off the ball technique. Mm. If you look at our players. Um, we will sit off teams. We always sit off teams, and teams when we played Everton um, and, and Tottenham as well are right in our faces when we've got the ball. Yeah, we, we give the ball to Eden Hazard, and it's like the old days of Zola. There's two or three players on him immediately. Um, give it to one of their best players, uh, any of the other teams, and we'll sit back. We, we, we'll, yeah, we'll they're space to let them stroke yeah. it around in midfield yeah. and. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that takes a bit of getting used to, and I think the more fair weather fan doesn't appreciate that kind of um, aspect of the game. It's very Mourinho. It's almost trademark to Mourinho, you know, to, to say this is what yeah. we're going to do. And I don't think they get it. I, I still think there's this rather unsavoury um, uh, uh, outcry for Barcelona. If we're not beating teams six 0 then we're rubbish. And and I think the media play on that as well because they all want. Their lovely Arsenal, their lovely Liverpool, their beautiful Man City. You know that, that you, you hear the way they speak about them, and then they sit there and they go, "Yeah, well, Chelsea weren't at their best, but look at them; they won again." And you know, yeah, it, well, it, it pleases me. But thanks uh, very much. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think yeah, what I mean, you have to do, you have to look at, at the the what I describe as the competitive TV culinary show <laughs> and the development that's taken place there to fully understand what's happening with, with modern football. Now, in years gone by, uh, we go back to Lloyd Grossman with his master chef when it used to be uh, nice middle-class ladies who cooked dinner for their executive husbands who came on the show. And, you know, you had hmm. three-quarters of an hour of people making, you know, a three-course dinner or whatever. And then you got the sort of master chef, more aggressive master chef with the... Uh, the Antipodean fellow and the, the baldy fellow with the glasses and that was all about talking about your passion for food and making lovely plates of food and again you know you had an hour and you produced this big plate of lovely food flavours and all that big flavours right? yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about I don't watch the I, this, I'm sort of seeing these things out of the corner of my eye the latest <laughs> is um that thing with Nigella and uh, the French bloke and, and the American. And there, there's a similar amount of stress. You know, the, comp the competitive element is racked up, much as the way football is now. You know, every slightest mistake can cost you a game, as, as Tottenham found on Saturday, or, or the slightest hundreds of mistakes can cost you a game, as Tottenham found on Saturday. Um, <laughs> they're, they're these people are now three, but... expending the same or more time and effort Okay, but instead of coming up with a big plate of food like your six nil thrashing, your eighty percent possession, and nineteen nil, they come up with a little spoon. <laughs> they have this little spoon thing, like you know, like you get your Chinese in your Chinese restaurant, the rice. All that effort, all that aggression, all that shouting and yelling and screaming that goes on, and they come up with a little spoon. But that's all it's taking. You've just got to have the best spoon of food. And that's mm. what Mourinho's doing. Yeah. You've got your 90 minutes. It's still 90 minutes. It's still all the screaming, the yelling, the passion. You know, the, you do this, you do that. But he's, it's all distilled down to these singular moments where you're producing the spoon. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go and watch this show. I do, Only I'm, the once, because, you know, you'd be bored shitless in the end. But <laughs> it's, it's got Nigella in it. I mean, come on, you know. But this is... I was thinking something more, slightly more more artistic when you said Nigella in a threesome with an American and a French player. 
<laughs> Maybe that's just me. I, I don't believe you get it on eight, at eight o'clock on Channel Four. To be perfectly honest, but that's just it's another matter. Yeah. We, we no, were. We I mean, were I'm digressing. Strictly on a culinary note, yeah. there, Tony. I did stress it was culinary. There was nothing I said that should have led you no. away from the culinary. <laughs> I, dig- I digress for a moment, but my thing about MasterChef, and I'm sorry, I know we're very. <laughs> this is important. My thing about MasterChef. Is you're absolutely right. It used to be, and I like cooking. Love my food. Very keen on it. Those those who've met me will note there's there's a, there's a little bit of a spare tire, which proves I like my food. My issue is, it's all for you know. As you say, it used to be pleasant, polite, middle class folk making making food for, for for the husband and all that kind of like very lovely, very pleasant and all that. It's now well, it's 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 failed marketing graduates who who, who want to do fusion, man. Uh, you know, I've been, I've, I've been to Thailand and Germany, so I'm going to do pork with fucking chili, ginger, and lemongrass, and this, that, and the other. <laughs> Fuck off! Um, but the one thing that really bloody annoys me right. is that bull bastard Millwall fat <laughs> standing. Oh and, my god! What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? And there's some poor sod. Have I started sweating their knackers off trying to get a? Trying to get the you know whatever it is out of the oven and onto the plates, and him saying, "Should have been on the table four minutes ago." I tell you what, you're a witty fucker. Get out there, tell him a joke or two, pour him another glass of wine, and tell him to calm down. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, I've digressed. I'm coming back to the main event. Can I just say, can I just say, Johnny? In all the time we've done all these shows. No matter what has happened to Chell, even through the darkest days of, of Rafa, I never ever heard you get so upset about anything. We are, we are. Like I, I say, like I like, to like the food, and it annoys me. I think if we got spanked ten nil by yeah. Tottenham on Saturday, you wouldn't have got this upset. I, I did allude to us being like the fat duck, and, and but I actually think if you're talking about food and that, we we are pub grub. We are steak and kidney pie with the, the stuff that. Ki- and, and what you just described there... We're know, steak and kidney pie, but with an oyster in it. Yeah. We're, 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 you know, Lifted a little bit. Exactly. When you start talking about, you know, um, great, bra- uh, grazed... <laughs> How about braised pork and chilli and lemon fucking grass, all that sort of stuff, whatever. Do you know what sprung to my mind then? Arsenal. <laughs> you sat down, and they've delivered this fucking beautiful thing, and at the end of it, you're still hungry, and you want to go to the Kentucky... Okay, because what they've served you up is pocket food, and that's the thing that gets me about it. <coughs> Sorry, right, <laughs> colouring lesson over. Where were we? Fo- <laughs> Fo- um, talking of pie, <laughs> cottage, Fulham. Fulham. Yes, that's a very good idea. We, we, we will spend, I suspect, a little little while longer at some point laughing at Spurs because it was a jolly, jolly entertaining afternoon. Um, I, I would at this point. Give a quick name check to uh, Mr. Clayton Beerman, goalie59 on Twitter. Follow him if you don't. Lovely chat. Met him for the first time on Saturday. He hates Tottenham. And if you ever get to meet him, he will explain why he hates Tottenham. And it's, it's, it's a good story, but it was great to meet him. I think we're going to have to get him on here because he's, he's a good lad. Um, anyway, Fulham. Um, a game of two halves, again. Um, two, two London derbies on the trot, it has to be. Indeed, yeah. No, it's, it's um, uh, I suspect, an, an unusual occurrence. Um, it, it really was. And I, I, was, I, was following, I was away in Devon and I was following it on Twitter and, um, and the, the howling to, to remove Sherla from the pitch and, and well, frankly, eviscerate him um, was, was fairly loud at half-time. And um, I think Pete Watts noted on Twitter um, that... He's sort of given up shouting and moaning at half-time because Mourinho has a knack of doing or saying or not saying, as the case may be, uh, at half-time during the Fulham game. Um, And it all turning around at half-time and making you look a complete arse. Um, And frankly, that game was... um, was case in point because Shirley was having a howler, get him off, remove him, kick him out of the club, throw him in the Thames. Oh, there's a hat trick. Um, did anyone go? Did, was anyone there of us, Mark? No, I, I was down with the virus that weekend actually, and um, I, didn't, I didn't have tickets anyway, but I probably could have got hold of one. And I thought about watching it on my internet feed at home. Everyone I linked onto wanted me to download something. And corrupt my PC and give that a virus as well. So I thought I'd just—I'll <laughs> <laughs> just follow it on the internet. 
there are enough vi- viral issues in this house Indeed. already. Thank you very much. Yep. Mm. Um, Has anyone qualified to talk about the, you know, we, we are a, a podcast of some esteem. Did, did anyone actually see enough of the game to be able to comment on it, or are we, I, I are we shitting the, out? I saw most of the second, well, I saw all the second half. I, I only caught the end of the first half. Um, well, you saw the good bits then. Yeah. Talk and, us through it. Um, <clears throat> well, it, it just seemed to, I, I was obviously aware that the first half hadn't gone as well as can be expected. But then again, as we've just been talking about, these are London derbies and, and we can be snooty about it, but it was a big game. It's a big game for Fulham. Um, they, you know, they're fighting for their lives and um, in a different way, but in some ways the same as Tottenham. And in any, I think, game of football these days, a well-organised team, it's going to, as we've said before, it takes about an hour if you, if you, if you play reasonably well, it takes in, in the region of an hour for these teams to start running out of gas and the gaps to appear. Yeah. So provided they play in a relatively disciplined and, you know, uh, fashion with, with a good attitude, um, it, it can be quite hard to, to force the issue. And I think also Mourinho tends to have this idea of not over... Um, you know, not flooding the area with players, not over-committing, particularly early in the game, you know, setting the game up and, and making sure you're establishing control. So I didn't see the, the, the personal howlers that, that Schurler was responsible for, but I have to say his, his finishing for his hat-trick um, was was impressive in, in mm. that there have been plenty of games this season where Chelsea have spent chance after chance after chance where, you know, a decent finish would, would just have done the job. Now, admittedly, I think on Saturday he wasn't, you know, quite as up to the mark. But I did, in the highlights, I did see him play one or two decent passes and certainly make some good runs, which, the you know, uh, Eto particularly didn't find him a couple of times when he made the run, whereas against Fulham, the ball was given to him when he made the run and, and he put it away. Um, and... Uh, <clears throat> It, it's a bit like the, the Spurs game. It's that thing of we got the one goal, and a team has been trying for sixty minutes or fifty minutes to, to break you down, hasn't taken their chances because you know Fulham had a chance or two, and suddenly the mountain just gets that bit higher, and the, the, the pressure. Some teams come back a bit like you know West Brom got back in the game a few games ago. Fulham, for whatever reasons couldn't cope and, and, you know, ran it with Sidwell and, and Parker particularly being very important once they started to run out of energy, mm. as you must do when you're doing the sort of heavy lifting that they were doing in the first half, you know, pressing way up the pitch and, and running after everything, running every everyone down, the gap started to appear and, and we took advantage of them. And, um, you know, unlike the Galatasaray game where... Galatasaray were hopeless you know it was in fact the opposite sort of thing where they were hopeless for for half an hour and then got their act together Uh, and we didn't take enough advantage when they were hopeless to put the game beyond them if you see what I mean but the Fulham game I think a bit like Tottenham was a case of being patient and not Mm. not giving them too much and and working your way into the game Uh, you know Chelsea didn't play well in the first half against Fulham I think everyone recognised that but that happens you know that's that seems to be the way football is. You know, te- teams can't... It's rare to have a team that can deliver half after half after half, you know? Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting point because I, I go back to, to City away um, and how I thought it, it, it was quite telling in the sense that we got in front and they, a they weren't used to a team taking taking the game to them in a in a very controlled way you know we were, we were by no means sort of buccaneering and, and all they, the they're getting used to it now anyway <laughs> well this is it and I, it's interesting just to to consider how that that game may have affected the way that other managers have looked at playing manchester city mm. um because the one thing that they they simply cannot deal with terribly well is going a goal behind mm. and we're we're not terribly used to it, and but I, I kind of think I'd hope we'd have the sort of as you pointed to, don't the patience if we went a goal behind just to keep keep at it, don't don't panic. And Manchester City look like they panic, and it's 
it's this frantic throwing throwing everything forward and you know which obviously works sometimes it's 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 just the way of things but if you come up against a very resolute team that you know good at keeping 10 men behind the ball um it maybe doesn't work now i know i'm, I'm going to contradict myself immediately here and then talk about west ham at home that, that was obviously a completely different thing but i like to think we're patient enough and and smart enough and have enough wise heads in the team and indeed one in the dugout to just keep it you know keep going don't panic don't don't start just chucking long balls forward for the sheer hell of it and um, and we'll get there eventually and um, I think with you know with nine games to go I think we've got seven teams in the bottom half some of whom are going to be be scrapping for their existence I kind of hope that we can we can carry that that thought through and not panic and not get wound up if it's not going our way um, because it could be it could be the difference between the title and not for my money but, uh, but anyway I, that's, I think I think Mourinho's teams have always been um, built around the fact that they don't panic and, and sometimes you, you might think that works against you a little bit you know as in losing to Manchester City and, and there not being a sense of urgency about us trying to get back in the game. Mm. Um, which we all said seemed to be slightly out of character for what we'd seen of this team this season that had you know, flatly refused to give in against you know West Brom at home when it looked like we were going to lose that home record and uh, uh, and yeah, plenty of other games and, and the way we went up and we just took the game to Manchester City in the Premiership. Um, so I agree, I think, but, you know, I don't think we could have ever asked for a better run-in than what we've got. It, you know, we've got yeah. Arsenal at home You'd like to think, like you said, Mourinho's got a plan for that. Liverpool away is a game I think we could afford to lose. I'm not, I don't think we will, but I think we could afford that one more defeat there. Yeah. And everyone else, yeah, they're fighting for their lives, but that's because they're shit. Uh, and, 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 oh, you know, I hope that doesn't come back to bite. Fuck me, you're going to get some stick if that comes back to bite. <laughs> well, you know, you, you, you're not in the bottom of the, you're not in the bottom half of the table, or in the bottom five or the bottom six because mm. you're a top class team, are you? Mm. You know, at the end of the day, even Palace has started to stumble back after the initial Pulis honeymoon. Um, can't hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Uh, Fortune has just pulled up outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to wrap the body in a blanket and put it in boots. And that's his hostage, yeah. and away he goes. That's the way he goes, yeah. He's off. Yeah. But I just think, you know, when you look at the likes of, of, of our last game of the season is Cardiff, who I think will probably be relegated by then. They beat Fulham. I well, think it's big it's bloody prob- deal, you know. Probably I mean, over and done with, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, I think our running is as good. I, you know, I seem to remember looking at the fixtures every year and looking at our running and thinking, Christ, we've got the worst one out of the lot again. Yeah, when we've won the double, when we've won the premierships before, we've had a tough running. This year, it's almost like, it's like I think Mark alluded it to, to, to once before. And Mourinho is not only a very good manager, he's a very lucky manager. Um, and he seems to have that kind of good luck following him around or whatever I, th- you know, I think more, well, not saying we're going to win I still think that City are more than capable of winning their three games in hand <coughs> however I think they'll have been rattled by losing at home to Wigan because you know that's a bit of a shocker and, and you, you wonder whether that's going to play on the confidence the likelihood of them going to Barcelona this week and winning by three clear goals without Barcelona scoring oh gotcha it's you know. not going to happen um, and it could play into their hands for the Premiership, but you can't help but wonder, in a season last year where we had a chance of seven or eight trophies at the beginning of the year, as you recall, um, bit by bit they were whittled away in sort of gutless defeat after gutless defeat or whatever, and you can't help wondering if City are on the edge of a big choke. This is Devon well, Lock territory for them, I think. Well, I mean, well they've, been, they've been there before, they've won the title, I don't think that's... <sighs> It doesn't take a very big choke, though, does it? It only takes a little cough, actually. I mean, um, with us, we've won our games, and um, we're now nine points ahead, and that was fine. But with them, they know that every game they play now, they've got to win. They have to win, yeah. So the pressure is very, very intense on them, Um, and I think it's going to be a struggle. I mean, I know why Mourinho's playing it down, just so that everybody doesn't get overexcited and hysterical. But really... We ought to be getting hysterical outside the gates of Stamford Bridge now. I mean, it's not too early. 
<laughs> I agree. Start our celebrations. I'm I mean, it's a very good point. It, it, it's I've seen numerous articles over the last couple of days or so about, you know, whose position would you rather be in, and, and the general consensus is is you'd rather have the points in on on the table already rather than having to catch up because it's three games, and I think that well they've got a Manchester derby, which is, you know, it, it's who knows, it's it's anyone's guess. Um, I think they've got to play Villa and Sunderland, um, so they're all. It's it just just becomes an entirely different question. But don't worry about the games in hand. What you got to do at what you got to do at do is look at the twelve games they've got to play, and they've got to play Liverpool, Arsenal, yeah. Everton. You know, out of those twelve games, they've got some tough ones. Mm. They're not going to win every game. No, I don't think we're so, going to win every. At the same time, okay. yeah, we're not. I don't think we are. Um, I don't think we, you can we, like, we, we might win. We, might, we, we could it. win. We could win seven of them. Mm. Mm. So don't be s- enough. Liverpool and Arsenal. I, I still haven't. I, I wouldn't write those two out of it at all. I, as I said before, the more the longer our winning run or non-losing run goes on, the the, the more you think it's got to end sometime. And you know, Liverpool are. You know, pretty close to us now, and so are Arsenal. I know there's four points, but it's you know, mm. you know, one one bad result, one you know, one uh, sort of I, wave I, wave goodbye from Lady yeah. Luck, and you know, I still but think it's, it's far too close to call. If you, did any of you see Mourinho's post-match interview um, uh, after the Spurs game? He did a very interesting one where he said about. Um, you know, he, he's he's quite happy now that we've secured our top four, um, and now mm. his next goal is the top three because he thinks that um, I think the diff- gap between us and Tottenham now is thirteen. He said he can't see us giving away thirteen points now between now and the end of the season. So that objective one he's reached, and now objective two is third place to make sure that you know you don't have the playoff. Um, for the Champions League and I, I'm, I'm intrigued by that it's almost the, it's a bit cliched one game at a time sort of thing that's our next target because I think the top four that's there is now the top four I don't think Spurs or United are going to come into this at all now um, they will have a say in the the, the destiny I think United <clears throat> um, as dire as they've been at times they have got a local derby against Manchester City mm. they've they got to play be, Liverpool as well yeah and they will be up for both them, them games so you know that could work in our favour there and I think it would only take City to slip up in one game and as Mark said then that pressure that they've got now of, of having knowing they've got to win those three games well it increases tenfold doesn't it, it? exactly it, it, it does so it, it's, yeah. it's an intriguing uh, you know in the horse racing parlance we've, you know, we've, we've just come off the rails into the last bend here um, you know I'm not, I, I still think it's City would be my favourites because um, you know, I watched the last twenty minutes. I watched the whole game, yes, but the last twenty twenty-five minutes against Wigan, you have to wonder how the hell they didn't rattle in about eight goals. But <clears throat> you know, they too little, too late, or whatever. Hmm. Um, interest is, is certainly turning out to be one of the most interesting run-ins to the Premiership that we've seen in a while. This time last Did- year, where everyone was sitting there saying, "United, twelve points in front already," weren't they? I think. Yeah, some. Well, well I don't <laughs> think um, Pellegrini is feeling too confident. Because he's um, he's put his um, suit in at the pawnbrokers and got himself a hoodie. So um, <laughs> obviously he, he's not counting on keeping his job for too much longer. It was it, it was all a bit it was all a bit Primark, frankly. Like, yeah. Just 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 a bit embarrassing, man. You, 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 how old is he? He's, he's in his sixties. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Do you do you all think dear. that Arsenal are a busted flush and Liverpool can't do it? Um. Uh, I think Arsenal have, have just got too much to, to 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 come up against. They've still got a very tough few games in front of them, uh, not least of all us. I think Liverpool, um, if if they finish in the top four, they've done well, and they will. Um, if they finish in the top three, two or one, that's an, a fabulous achievement. That would be just beyond anything. I mean, you, you, you'd, you would have to doff your cap, your cap Brendan Rodgers' way, I think, to, to say... I think. Sorry, sorry, Derek, just just to chuck in. I, I think if if, if we we revert or revert to previous seasons, you know, we are now 
officially in the midst of squeaky bum time. Yeah. And, and I think both Arsenal and Liverpool, neither of them have really had a particular spotlight on them. Neither of them have really been at the point now where they have to win games, or been at the point before when they have to win games. We're now, it's, it's the business end, and slip up, and, and you know, one, one slip and you're, you're probably ruling yourself out of it in their position. And we know Arsenal don't manage that kind of pressure terribly well. I'm not suggesting for, for a moment that they may turn it round and, and be a But they already have turned it round. I think they were five points ahead at one point. They're now seven points behind. So I, I think That's very the, true, the normal yeah. Arsenal slide is already in place. It's upon us, isn't it? It's just, the question now is, will they make the top four? Interesting point. Interesting point. Um, and I also think the same about Liverpool. They've, they've happily sort of bowled along, and you know their defence isn't great, but they can score plenty of goals. Suarez and Sturridge are, you know, a tricky proposition. However, they've not been in a position where the spotlight's on them. It's kind of right. Okay, now you have to win. You simply can't shit out. And uh, it'd be interesting to see how they respond. I think that they probably have a little bit more mental nous about them than, than Arsenal do but I'm you know maybe entirely wrong but but let's see but I think it's 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 now you know firmly firmly in the business end of the season let's let's see how the main runners and riders um, respond to pressure I, I think now, now's probably the, the, the moment to I, I trailed it uh, earlier on on Twitter to no great effect I have to say but um <laughs> Possibly now would be the the time to announce that I I have prev- on previous um, uh, previous episodes previous episodes announced to the allotmentati as as we're known <laughs> uh, like Dan Brown's Illuminati but concerned with, more with allotments and and trowels and things yes and and the various ranks you start off as a as a hoer and then you become a forker and, and various things. Anyway, we'll forget all that. Um, uh, you need to time. say that in the exact right accent as well. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, all, it's all getting a bit <laughs> I mean, Stan Baldwin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hoers. Like, you get oh, hoers and forkers. And yeah. all sorts of <laughs> anyway, um, it's time to announce to the serried ranks of the believers that um, I had mentioned the uh, predictive qualities of uh, asparagus and that some <laughs> mystic had... <clears throat> told us that a member of the royal family would die, which she has done, uh, and that Chelsea would win the title. I cannot now find it. I was told this by someone. And having done some research, uh, you know, I've been on the frontiers of mysticism, I have to say. I have been out there in, in dark places. I can find no reference to Chelsea winning the title this year as predicted by any mystic asparagus. What does worry me... Interesting is that uh, a chap called Prophet Angel, who has in the past, so it's claimed, correctly predicted things such as um, previous title winners, and I think even some success for Chelsea at one time, was predicting that uh, Liverpool would win the title this year. He's now started to deny that. I don't know whether that's because the bookmakers are starting to go after him. But anyway, um, it's it's all a little worrying for me. Uh, as I say, I, my confidence has been undermined not by our performances, not by the football we're playing or how well anyone else is playing, but my confidence has been undermined by being unable to, to, to put legs under my previous claims about asparagus. So I apologise if anyone has, has, you know legged it down to Paddy Power on the basis of what I've said. But, um, <laughs> it's, um, I mean, it's an, interest, an interesting prospect where, where we link with asparagus in that way and a title win, you know, would, would we just become truly, utterly middle class and, and ditch celery for asparagus? There's the question. Interesting. If everybody in the West Lower ate asparagus instead of um, celery... It would really be most unpleasant at half-time. Oh, the loser would smell terrible, wouldn't they? Uh, it's a very good point. Uh, let's, let's not explore let's, that. Let's, let's, let's not dwell on asparagus. Let's, let's, let's move swiftly on. Yes. Um, we should briefly reference uh, Galatasaray, because that's, that's happened since uh, mm. the last time we were here. Um, I, I think probably a, I, I was pretty, pretty certain we'd end up with a draw 
coming away from that and I wasn't disappointed um, and you kind of fancy us next Tuesday who's going I am yep. show of hands uh, yep. mm-hmm. we're not great we're not great away from home in Europe are we I, no I was, the boy pajama just stood there watching uh, the stream with me and was getting very excited when we went one nil up and uh, as I packed him off to bed I did say to him look don't be surprised if this ends in a draw. I said, I've seen Chelsea do this on too many occasions. They, mm. they get an early goal in Europe and they look impressive, but somehow they just doesn't. They, they can't make it stick, you know. And um, fair play to the to Mancini. He he made some changes and he he, he stopped the sort of suicidal approach that they started with. But oh, he just he just seemed to get should, it wrong first off. Yeah. Didn't he? I mean, we we won't delve into. To, to terms like double pivot and so on, because obviously no, no, it's, it's not allowed here. Good gentleman, <clears throat> but um, but yeah, he he didn't seem to get it terribly right in the first mm. instance, and um, and yeah, and corrected it, and um, sort of didn't find us out as such, but um, you know, got got themselves back into it. But I'd, I'd fancy us next Tuesday. Um, we will obviously see the mighty Didier Drogba return to Stamford Bridge, yes. which um, we're always looking forward to, and he will get a, a polite round of applause, and frankly, better not score. Um, <laughs> Other than that, um, obviously, as, as we mentioned before, we will wish the club a very, very happy 109th birthday. Looking marvellous on it. Um, I would do you, also. Do you know what they share? They share a birthday with another very, very, very well-known, um, internationally renowned institution, um, do we really? whose very name has been linked to Chelsea, particularly on the 27th of December. 1999. If I play you this small clip of music, you'll perhaps guess what I'm talking about. Marcel Desailly is sounding very different these days. Um, That was, of course, the marvellous Edith Piaf. Indeed. That is the unofficial anthem of which institution? The French Foreign Legion. Exactly. And what happened on the 27th of December 1999? Uh, I have no idea. If it's nothing to do with Beaugest, then I don't really know much about the French Foreign Legion. (laughs) No, but the term Foreign Legion, what happened on the 27th? Oh, they they changed the name, didn't they? Oh. No. Why would Chelsea and the Foreign Legion be associated? That was my question. Oh, 27th of December 1999, we fielded the first non-British Isles team at Southampton away. There's a memory for you. We're connected. There's a connection across time. I thought you'd be interested. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm pleased I remember that. I mean, useless piece of trivia, but wonderful. Yeah, well, I, I, I... I glory in these things. It gives me great pleasure. To... There's nothing wrong with it at all. Um, I would, as a, a couple of parish notices, um, we did put a link up on the blog, www.chelseafcblog.com, um, about the safe standing survey, the F- Football Supporters Federation, and um, various supporters trusts including Chelsea Supporters Trust have got involved with um, I urge you if you haven't done so already I hope we've had a v- pretty good response go do the survey it'll take you five minutes um, and if you would like to see standing back at football grounds then this is hopefully a small step in the process of doing so so please go along um, I think if you search Survey Monkey as well you'll probably be able to find a link I think lots of clubs have done it um, so please do get involved um, you can also download this this fine podcast on iTunes um, and on the site itself www.chelseafcblog.com forward slash podcasts if you fancy listening to another 45 episodes of this absolute nonsense um, <laughs> does anyone else have anything to add? I have one thing. Far away. And that's, while it's always painful to recall it, um, we have learnt one lesson um, from our uh, defeat in the final of the Champions League to Manchester United. Mm-hmm. And um, 
uh, while you and I might not have learnt anything, our ground staff certainly have, because they obviously brought over the fellow from Moscow and um, got him to show them how to have that, you know, innocuously looking but very slippy little bit of turf, which they placed along the line that Vertonghen was bound to take at some point during the game. And there you go. It's a game-breaker. Uh, Understood. <laughs> Understood. Um, well, we look we look forward to uh, convening in uh, a couple of weeks' time. Um, we will have played uh, Aston Villa, um, Galatasaray and Arsenal um, in between that time, and we will know a little bit more about how our title challenge is shaping up. I'm hoping as well we will have another special guest... Oh yeah, we're we're pulling out all the stops, and you know it's a, it's a guest virtually every three shows now. I mean it's yes. it's, it's 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 impressive stuff. Um, and um, if you fancy making a comment about this show and uh, anything you think we should be covering in a couple of weeks' time, go onto the website. I've given you the address a couple of times now. You don't need it anymore. Um, and tell us what you think, um, gentlemen. I think on that note, we're done. It's yeah. been real, indeed. Thank you very much. Good night. Good night. Good night. Au revoir.